Probably wondering what is happening this morning. Well, uh, we're going to have a few elements, as you will see shortly. But um, we're going to have a few people that are going to come up shortly and, and and share some testimonies of what God has done for them through 2021. And as we step into 2022, uh, you see a a wall uh, paper, whatever you want to call that. We'll, we'll elaborate a little bit more later, but uh, we're going to start by, I'm going to start by inviting Bill to come. He's going to share uh, something that, of what God has been doing for him in 2021 through 2022 and what God is saying to him in 2022. And then there'll be other people as you are on the list. If you're next, prepare yourself. As I got ready to come up here today, the scripture that just resonated in my mind was the joy of the Lord is my strength. As we go into 22, we all can draw from the joy of the Lord. I'm excited about 22, and David's given me five minutes to talk to you. I feel like he's asked me to share 
a bunch of cliff notes that I would love to take a lot of time to talk to you about. But my life slogan, if you will, is life is relationships. Many of you have heard me say that. And the family is central to those relationships. Let me give you a brief, a brief background. I led a home church for 40 years here in Charlotte. The Lord spoke to me one morning in my devotions at the end of 2019, and he said, Bill, I want you on a bigger platform. I said, Lord, what does that mean? He said, I want you around more people. I want you to be able to share the testimonies and the stories that you have experienced, except God says, I'm going to do those stories and testimonies again, and they're going to be bigger in my body. So David specifically asked me to share about how and why I came to MCC and what 2021 was all about. When I came to MCC, I entered into chaotic change. And I said, Lord, is this where you call me? He said, Bill, this is your home. I have been a, a part of the collectives. I have been and love being a part of prayer. And I love blessing and sharing the things God has given me with you all. You, each of us have stories. And the rest of us need to know those stories because they knit us together as a family. I can't go into the details, but just in the last year, 2021, I have personally had the opportunity to share and touch people at this church. And they've touched me. It's really pretty cool. I mean, it's organic. Many of you don't know this, some of you do, but for the last 36 years, I have prayed every Saturday morning for God to send revival to Charlotte and Metrolina. And I don't say that to brag. I simply say that to say, we've been praying for 36 years, and God is going to do something. He has promised me, before I leave to go home, I'm going to see it. This weekend, I had an opportunity to hear Lou Engel speak at a conference I went to. And Lou had a vision. And just a piece of that was, he said to us, you guys don't know it, but one day Panther Stadium is going to be full of people praying and worshiping God. The church as we know it is never going to be the same again. And I don't say that in a bad way. It's just that God's moving us to a new place. COVID hit. 2021 has been a year of change for many of us. We've had to adapt to a lot of new things. Someone once said, I wrote it down, 
The time to change is before you have to. Unfortunately, many of us don't change before we have to. So, so I'm encouraging you, get ready to buckle up. MCC has become for me in the last two years, specifically uh, more in, in 2021, a family. I have precious friends, both young and old here. And I love you and I thank what you've imparted to my life. I especially have a heart for young people, young singles, young marrieds with children, because I have 50 years of walking with the Lord that I want to share with you. And so I'm asking you today as I share this testimony, over the next year, please call me, contact me, talk to me when you see me at church. We need to get together. As we consider 2022, the world, or the word that I have received is not new, but it's urgent. And that is we need to press in. God, is, wants, God wants to speak to us more than, he, than we want to hear from him. He really does. He wants to speak to each of us. We need to become a church, and we're on the way, that majors in prayer, worship, and ministering one to another. The day of the church where we come on Sunday and we see you again next Sunday is over. As a family, we need to share all week. As we meet people, we need to call, go to lunch, have coffee, whatever it takes to share what God is doing so that we can all grow together. Prayer is not taught as much as it's caught. So many of us, many of you, who may not pray as regularly as some of us, call us and get together with us. Uh, before the Carsons left, Ryan actually called me and he said, Bill, could I come pray with you? David and Lois have been to my house. I've been to their house. Prayer is central to what God wants to do. And I just want to encourage all of us to do that. And I have, I have so many stories that I could tell you, but I don't have time. So I call you and others to pray regularly. I want in 2022 to carry a hunger in me that I can pass on to others to press into the Lord. So as I speak this morning, just briefly, let this hunger, Lord, pass on to everybody. May we all have that hunger. And the last word that I would share with you is that the word testimony simply means to do it again. Lord, do it again. Hey, family. Um, my name's Matt. This is Theodore. And this is my wife, Amy. Um, so we're going to share, just like Bill did, um, a little bit of what 2021 held for us and what we're looking forward to for 2022. Um, I do just want to, just briefly before 2021, 2020 was a, a, a difficult but an amazing year for Amy and I. Um, just uh, Lord doing good things in, in our lives and 
getting me out of the darkness and into the light, um, in healing sexual brokenness, um, in addiction. Um, and a part of that was entering into accountability. Um, and one of the members of my accountability group uh, was coming to MCC at the time and recommended the church just because of the community that was here, the people that were here, um, and just the, the family environment that, um, that he just said was here. Um, and so we decided to come in 2021. Um, and in 2021, uh, came here our first Sunday, uh, and the Lord just impressed on me to just raise my hand. Um, and I had some men, um, in the church just come and pray over me. Um, and I felt breakthrough. Um, and so 2021, um, the Lord was rewiring my brain, um, and he answered a prayer that I've had for a pretty long time. I was seeking a mentor, um, an, an older man who could pour into me and just share with me wisdom through the years, and, um, and so Robert Rowan um, has connected with me, and it's been a blessing of getting to meet with him and learn from him and... Um, and then we also got connected with a collective, and that has become a family for us as well. Um, and as you can tell, Theodore is very active. So he keeps us on our toes, um, new adventures. Uh, and so in 2022, what I'm looking forward to is we've, we've gone through this repairing, um, both me and my brokenness and then our marriage. And, and so in 2022, the Lord is cultivating dreams. Um, and so for the, um, for the first time, so in 2022, so in 2022, um, I'm hoping to pursue a graduate degree in marriage and family therapy, which is something that the Lord has put in my heart for years, um, and I just never pursued it because of the brokenness and the, the tie to that addiction, and, um, and so in the coming years with MCC, I'm just really looking forward to more growth and family and developing relationships and um, experiencing the giftings of the body and then also what the Lord can do through me. Um, now that I'm not tied down in, in, in darkness and the way that I was before. Thanks for bearing with us, y'all. Um, my, mom, my mom asked us at Christmas what God's best gift to us was in 2021. And um, without hesitation, I said MCC. Um, when I think back to the first Sunday that we spent here, I remember feeling an immediate warmth and joy. And it was so refreshing to my spirit because while Matt and I were living from a place of renewed hope and restoration in our marriage, I was still really tired from the journey that it took to get there. And during that service, we experienced such a powerful time of healing and anointing. And I remember seeing strangers who are now friends laying hands on Matt and feeling so overcome with gratitude for how God knows what we need long before we do. 
Um, I've often encountered the church as four walls in a building where worship happens, but until last year, it had been a while since I'd encountered the church as a living, breathing extension of Jesus. MCC ministers as his hands and feet, not just on Sundays, but always. That service was not just a one-hit wonder. It is the very essence of who this church is. And as I reflect on what God has done in 2021, I keep coming back to a song by Sarah Groves. He's always been faithful. I love this line. I can't remember a trial or a pain he did not recycle to bring me gain. You all are part of our gain. God has used you in incredibly specific ways to uplift and encourage us. So thank you for being you. Thank you for being available. We're so excited to deepen our roots here and grow with you in 2022. Hey, good morning. My name is George. This is my wife, Debbie. Um, and have you ever been lost? I mean, there's different types of lost. I'm not talking about the spiritual lost. We've all been there. I'm talking about um, you can be lost. You can know where you are, but not know how to get where you're going. That, that's not the kind of lost I'm talking about. I'm talking about lost like you don't know where you are. And you know you want to get like maybe home or to a safe place, but you don't know how to get there because you don't even know where you are. Um, and you all are here today, and I'm assuming you came for a reason. Did you come here looking for something? Have you? The, uh, I came here looking for something. Not because I was lost, but I, I needed some things in my life, and I, I, I had hoped to find them here. I was looking. I was searching. And uh, I remember when I was a kid, and we probably all remember the, the first time that you were told to go to Lost and Found, you know, because you lost your book bag or you lost your lunch or, or, or something. And, and they had a support system at school, the, the Lost and Found. You could go there and pick up your sweater that you left there the day before or, or uh, you know, so... I remember going to Lost and Found, and, and that support system was good. I remember uh, when I was a kid, the first, uh, probably not the first thing I've ever lost, but I had a toy motorcycle, and it was my favorite toy. And I knew exactly where, I could tell you right now where I put it. I put it in the cabinet up above the refrigerator so nobody would find it. But eventually one day I lost that too. And I still, every now and then, I think about that toy, and but it... it I don't even know where it is. It, it's lost. Um, I lost a textbook when I was in seventh grade. And it was my math textbook. I probably lost it the first week of school. And it cost me dearly because I, I was afraid to tell anybody that I lost it. So I went through eight months without a textbook and I was falling way behind. Um, I've lost my keys. That still happens today. <laughs> um, and I've lost a 10 millimeter socket. Anybody? knows what that's like. Um, but when I came here, I had lost, I had come, my family, we were, came from a place that I had lost hope. I'd lost trust. People in my life that I had put trust in, I lost it. Lost hope, lost trust. I lost faith. I had, a, I lost purpose. I was lost. 
I didn't know where I was. I knew I wanted to get back, but I didn't even know how to get there because I, I didn't know where I was. I remember waking up one morning and thinking about um, my life and, and what was going on. And I know that God uses us, but I felt like I wasn't being used um, because I, if you've got a, uh, a toolbox at home, and I don't know what you do for a living, but I was a, a carpenter, a builder, and, and I, have, I had probably eight or ten hammers. But I got this one hammer that was my favorite hammer, and that's the one I would always go to. Um, I've got, I probably have 18, 20 different screwdrivers, but there's one, I can picture it right now. It's black and yellow, it's got a, and, and that's my favorite screwdriver. I go to that one. And I woke up that morning and, and I realized I, I was lost, my purpose was lost, and I had not become the favored tool in the toolbox for my Father in Heaven. And, uh, and I wanted to be that. I wanted to be that kind of useful, and, and I wasn't. So we went through some changes, and... Uh, we came here, we were looking because I had lost some things. And I want to tell you, we've been here about two years, almost exactly two years now, and uh, I found some things. <laughs> Glory to God, I found trust again. I found hope, faith, and purpose. And uh, a lot of that's because of the people that I found here. I found people like David and Lois. I'll tell you what, when, I, when we first here, were here, David was playing the bass, and I was like, oh, no, there's the guy I can follow. <laughs> um, but uh, so thank you for being at your post because it's made a difference in our life. Robert and Angie, um, thank you for being at your post because we came here looking, okay? Um, Colby, you're my drummer. I need you at your post, and you're there. Davey and Sammy, thank you for being at your post. Ty, thank you for being at your post, because you all have changed our life, because we came here looking. Amen. So if you came here looking, I don't know what you came here looking for, um, and I can't tell you that this is the best church in Charlotte, and this is the only place that, that you're going to find what you're looking for. If somebody tells you that, don't listen. Um, but here's where you are today, and if you came here looking, I, I think there's a good chance you can find what you came looking for. Amen. Our time is up. I'm going to share real quick. Mission Community Church, mission, it's an important assignment. Community is a fellowship with others who share common attitudes, interests, and goals, and church is the body of Christ. That's what we have here. We have family it's precious. It's a precious fellowship. Thank you so much, Father God, for leading us here two years ago. Thank you. Hi, everybody. I'm Joe, and I just wanted to share, like everybody else, what God has done in 2021 and what he's going to do in 2022. And so for those who don't know me, um, I was in Massachusetts for around five years at college, and I felt God wanted me to come back to Charlotte after I graduated. And I didn't really know exactly why, 
And so I came back, didn't know exactly what to do, but I came looking for a church. And because I thought that was a good thing to do. And so I went to a variety of churches, different ones. And then I stumbled upon MCC because my parents were attending here. And when I came to MCC, there are three things that God was doing here and is still doing that stick out to me and that I'm extremely thankful for. So one, people pursue the presence of God. As I talk to people, um, as I heard their stories, as I heard their hopes and dreams, as I watched them worship, as I watched them pray, I got a sense that we weren't just interested in playing church, that we were going after the real thing. Two, I noticed that God was establishing a culture of prayer. In college, I was one of the prayer leaders for our fellowship of around 60 people. And I don't know if you guys relate, but there were a lot of nights, Thursday nights around 10 p.m., where it'd just be me and another guy praying and interceding for the 5,000 students. And it was a little discouraging sometimes, <laughs> you know, and people wouldn't always show up. But when I came to MCC uh, pre-service prayer, which is definitely a great thing, you should go to that, um, I saw dozens and dozens of people, not just talking about praying, but they were praying on their knees, crying out to God to do miraculous things. And three, MCC demonstrated commitment to empower those around them. It allowed me to plug in and connect, and contribute, and feel appreciated for using my gifts. And this has given me a renewed passion for ministry that I hadn't felt in a really long time. Now, looking forward to 2022, I asked God to give me a word, a vision, and thankfully, he gave me a bit of both. Um, so I, when I was, I was, as I was asking God what he wanted to show me, um, he gave me this kind of mini movie. That's how God sometimes speaks to me. And I was taken up to this space scene. We were kind of in hyperdrive. I saw you know, stars moving across planets in the cosmos. And that, that went on for a few seconds, and then... We paused to this, you know, into the void, right? And, and God was there, and he showed me the stars. He said, these are my wonders. He showed me the plants. He said, these are my wonders. Kind of like the, the wonders of the world, you know, amazing things that God's created. And he turned to me. He said, you are my wonder. He showed me the church. He said, this is my wonder. He said, I want you to be in wonder of these things and the things to come. And I think for us, that means that we ought to have a childlike faith, a wonder of the greater things of God, a wonder of the things around us, and that we shouldn't settle for the old. We shouldn't put God in a box. We should pursue the fresh encounters that he has for us and be in expectation that God will show up in creative, wonderful ways. I thought Luke 5, 26 kind of summed this up. Uh, this is after Jesus heals the paralytic who came through the ceiling. It says, all the people were beside themselves with wonder. Filled with awe, they glorified God, saying, we've seen unimaginable things today. And I believe that God wants to say to us in 21, you ain't seen nothing yet. And they asked me to share um, just a little bit about uh, the same, uh, what the Lord's done in, in 2021 through the church. And um, for me, it, it kind of goes back for me and my wife. My wife's not here. Um, 
right now, but it goes back to uh, the end of 2020 and throughout, really, what the Lord's done throughout this year. Uh, so I think it counts. But um, in uh, the beginning of 2020, the Lord started speaking to me about, uh, about worship. And um, me and my wife had been in ministry uh, for 10 years working in uh, worship and missions movements um, around back and forth across the United States um, and last in, in Washington, D.C. And uh, I had done a lot of worship there. And um, when we left there off of a word of the Lord to come down to Charlotte, we, um, I left a lot of that behind and there was a lot of pieces and moving things and um, but needless to say, I, I, I kind of came to a point where I really thought that worship was behind me. And honestly, I didn't, I didn't really feel, um, I didn't feel worthy, you know, to, to do it again. And, um, uh, you know, me and Kim had come off of uh, just a rough patch in our marriage and we were healing things and working together. And that's really what Charlotte became for us was a healing time and we, I was pretty happy to, we had joined several churches and we were back and forth. Um, and I was pretty happy to, to kind of sit back and um, not be involved in worship. And I didn't tell anybody about what I'd done before and um, pretty happy to sit in the back row. And uh, the Lord's, again, in the beginning of 2020 started speaking to me about worship. And um, he said that it was not just a season behind me, but the season behind was for, in preparation for a season that was coming. And um, I didn't know what that meant. Like I, that, the last thing on my mind was to help lead worship at a church again. Um, and uh, in 2020, the end of 2020, um, the Lord had spoken us this word about worship and we bought this house and the word that the Lord had spoken to us when we bought the house was worship that he wanted it to be a place of worship, that he was going to bring us back into community and back into um, some of the things that he had spoken to us. And uh, we moved in um, to that house at the end of September of 2020. And not a week later, I got a phone call. And I want to explain the whole process because it came through. But I got a phone call from David Coletta, um, who I don't think, I think when you called me, I think you weren't even... The, the interim pastor, yeah, yeah. You, you called me as a representative of the board or something. And uh, David calls me, again, not even a week after we'd moved into this house. And he said, Aaron, you know, I heard that you do worship uh, through a friend. And he said, would you be willing to, to come and help us out with worship? And everything inside of me was like, no. <laughs> um, I, don't, I really didn't want to. Um, but as we talked and he shared about that where the church was at and where they were at and their heart and I shared like there was such a, uh, you know, you ever have a conversation, you leave the conversation and you just like, man, I don't know what happened, but it was God. Um, and I knew that it was the Lord and I got off the phone and Kim, and she can tell you, she was like, how'd that go? And I was like, man, I don't want to, Kim. <laughs> like, but it's so undeniably God. And we came and visited at the end of the year, uh, MCC. And just like, you know, these others have said, 
um, just immediately felt the Lord knit our hearts here and knit our hearts with the Colettas and just the people that, you know, that we've met here. And um, at the end of the year, we decided to join here. And I think the first time I helped Davey out was in January of that, of this past year. And it's been such a blessing to me uh, personally to step back into some of this stuff. And it's been five years or so since we've been doing worship. Um, and so this year was the first year to like really jump back into it and connect and sing. And um, the blessing that it is to me to, to be able to minister in that way before the Lord. Um, you know, it's a, it's a thing of his grace. And um, yeah, and MCC, like just the, the family that we found here and in our collective and um, you know, immediately the, the, the thing that I tell everybody about MCC that I love is, um, and this is not to rag on other churches, but it's rare that you find a body of people that desire to know Jesus like we have here in MCC. Um, it's a rare thing and it's a beautiful thing. Um, so if you're new here, plug in, uh, talk to somebody, um, talk to me. I love to chat with new people. Um, but Jesus is doing something here and looking, looking forward, I think, into 2022. Uh, um, you know, I've, I've prayed for the church and um, look what I see the Lord doing. Like, there's such a, a knitting together that he's doing right now. There's such a phase of um, awakening in hearts, I think, individually and something that he's awakening in, in the church as a corporate. Um, I think there's growth. There's still growth that's coming. Um, but this, this thing of, of uh, worship, and I'm always going to be biased to worship, <laughs> um, but uh, worship is a natural response to the revelation of Jesus Christ. Um, you know, you, you, you see in the, try not to preach, sorry, um, but you, you see in the Old Testament, these weird images of uh, creatures with eyes all over. And I love this, this image of these living beasts before the throne that all they can do is sing holy, holy. And I think this, the reason is because they're covered with eyes, right? And because every direction they turn, every which way they look, all they do is behold the beauty of Jesus, behold the beauty of the Father. And uh, that natural response is worship. It's holy, 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 right? And I think that, um, that this church is in a season of that, that we are in a season that every which way that we turn, every which way that we go, every um, you know, direction we try to face, uh, that as we figure things out, that we will see the beauty of the Lord. And then as we see him, uh, the, the response of our hearts, it may not be music, but that the response of our hearts would be worship. Um, that's it. Good morning. Happy New Year. All right, I got my, my phone. I got a balloon for a brain this morning. So, um, so hey, before talking about 2021, um, I wanted to give a couple bullets on 2020, similar to a couple people. Um, going back to 2020, Courtney, Jack, and I, Jack's out there with the little blonde hair. Hey, buddy. Uh, we were living in Los Angeles. Um, 
Now, while we were excited and blessed to live in California for seven years, uh, we were definitely ready for a new season, and hopefully in a different state, too. Um, so in February, to fast forward a little bit, um, I got a call uh, for work. I said, hey, Grant, uh, good news is there's a promotion for you, and uh, it's going to be in Charlotte. I said, okay, this is, this is good. This is pretty good, yeah. Um, and then fast forward a couple months, um, Courtney's pregnant. Um, we're en route to North Carolina. Um, we kind of did it through the first month of COVID. Uh, we FaceTimed a realtor and bought a house. Um, yeah, Courtney didn't expect that house when we got there. Um, but, you know, new house, no family, no friends, no community, and really relied on Google Maps and Yelp to get around and kind of figure out this new home. Um, and on top of that, the first week we were in Charlotte, Courtney and I lost... Um, well, we received some devastating news and lost our second baby at 16 weeks. Um, the rest of 2020 involved a couple more surgeries. There was a cancer scare in there. Um, and honestly, and in all extra efforts, were to get Courtney healthy back on her feet. So 2020 was rough. And 2021 came. And I was finally healthy. And so we had two goals in mind. Um, get pregnant again. <laughs> we were really eager to continue to grow our family and to build some roots here in Charlotte, and that really um, meant a church community. The pregnant part took a lot of time, but the community part happened really quickly thanks to some amazing friends that we found in our neighborhood who told us to check out MCC. Um, within a, the first few weeks of coming to MCC, it just felt like home, and the people here felt like family members that I hadn't met yet, but I just knew were my family. Um, after the year we went through, I, I shared with a few members our story and just the season that we were in, and it was like receiving a hug from Jesus himself when I was here. Um, I truly felt the presence of God here in each of you just surrounding us with your love, with your comfort, and even grieving with us as we grieved. And for that, we are so grateful for this incredible church who just was a breath of fresh air when we needed to come up for air. Um, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, about a month or so into coming to MCC, uh, we were worshiping one Sunday, and I just closed my eyes and was worshiping the Lord, and he gave me a vision about MCC, and that vision spoke to me so clearly, and it spoke to our family. It, it confirmed that we were where we needed to be, and this was our home and our family, but also I felt like it was a vision for the church and for anyone who comes into these doors here. So I just want to share with you what I wrote down that Sunday. Okay, so I'm going to say what, I, what I've written down. I'm standing outside of the church, and I saw families walking in through the front doors preparing for Sunday service. And at the entrance of the doors were shallow waters starting to gather. And as the families walked through the entrance and deeper into the sanctuary, the water levels rose higher and higher, so much so that the actual sanctuary looked like it was completely underwater. As the families entered, one member of each family was leading their family by hand to go into deeper waters. 
that's what I saw, and here's what I believe that means. I believe the flooding in this vision is the overwhelming presence of the Holy Spirit who has chosen to make a dwelling place in the heart of our church. I believe Holy Spirit has chosen to be here and that he is in us and that he is through us in this church. So I believe that for all of us, no matter the season we're in, even if it is a season of waiting and sowing seeds, this is really great news. Simply put, Holy Spirit is here. He is good and he is faithful. I don't want to go anymore. You got it. Um, hey, so while there were a lot of highs and lows in 2021, um, if you were to say, hey, Grant, Courtney, what was 21 defined by? And it really was a year of growth. Um, and that wasn't growth just us as a family uh, with Buddy out there. But that was also a, a year of growth for us individually as people. Um, and, and what it required is that we, we really had to rid ourselves of the dead things to experience what the Lord had for us. Um, you know, we had to sow seeds without an expectation of yielding fruit immediately in return. Um, it required us to say no to our flesh, um, and that was more so me than Courtney, um, but really truly lean in uh, to the Spirit of God. And that was hard for me, because if you know me, I like to think that I got it all figured out. Um, but we did laugh more, uh, we smiled bigger, and we loved at a deeper level. But with all that being said, we doubled down on sowing and strengthening our relationship with God. Uh, and while we focused on learning and living, uh, he surprised us yet again with growth in our family. Um, Courtney, and I, and Courtney, Jack, and I um, got the news, um, I guess you could say almost 17 weeks ago, uh, that we're going to be having two healthy babies come in May. So, um, God's been good. 2021 was a year of just kind of figuring it all out. Um, but kind of like I said, and how Courtney said it's so great, is you know, sometimes you got, you, got to, you got to double down and not expect anything in return. And then when it's his timing, he'll show up. So, that's all we got. Wow. Are you blessed? Isn't that powerful? By the way, if you have a testimony that you want to share. You know, we, we have limited time, right? So we only selected a few. Uh, but if you have something that God has done for you and in you and through you, just come and talk to my wife or myself. And uh, we love to hear testimonies. You know, um, you know, somebody told me once a testimony, uh, in order to, to have a testimony, you got to go through a test before you have the money part. So um, be willing to go through a test because I'll actually pay dividends for you. For you. I, I want to talk real briefly about crossing over. And uh, what you see on stage here, we built an altar. And uh, on this side of the altar, there's honey and pomegranates, grapes, pears, figs, and almonds, and all kinds of good stuff that Lois stole from our pantry. Um, <clears throat> you can't touch it. You can only watch it. Look at it. Uh, but anyway, this, you know, this is kind of like the transition, right? 
There, how many of you know how many times in the Bible there's examples of crossing over where people walked on dry land? How many of you know? Is it once? Twice? How about three times? Is it four? It's actually four times. Four times in the, New, in the Old Testament there is crossing over. Elijah and Elisha both experienced crossing into the Jordan River. Uh, Elisha rolled up his mantle, remember, just struck the water, and they walked through with the, prof the company of prophets on dry land. And Elisha uh, stood just a few verses after in 2 Kings chapter 2 when looking at his master being taken into a chariots of fire and going into heaven, his mantle, Elijah's mantle, fell on Elisha. And so he did the same thing. You know, as he, they went back to where they came from, he rolled up Elijah's mantle, struck the water, and the Jordan River opened up again. Power of God. But the two most powerful examples are in... Exodus chapter 14, when we all know that story, when the people of Israel, who had been in slavery for years and years and years, by the hands of the Egyptians, they got news that a deliverer had come, Moses. And so Moses got the people together, they got all their belongings, they got everything that, that belonged to them, and then some, and then went out and left the land of Egypt. And they arrived at a body of water called the Red Sea. And they did not know what to do. And people started complaining and grumbling and mumbling and saying, well, you know, we should have stayed right where we were because at least we had some food. Things were okay there. God said, no, 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 no. Just, Moses, stretch forth your rod, and the waters will separate. And that's exactly what happened. And I don't know how many tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of people that crossed that sea from one end to the other, they crossed on dry land. I love the little story of the boy that told the teacher uh, in, in his class that, you know, Moses you know, raised the rod, and God parted the Red Sea from one side to the other. And the teacher said, oh, that's just a bunch of stories for kids. Don't you know that? The water was just maybe like not even a foot high. And the little boy turned to the teacher and said, well, then it's a greater miracle. What do you mean? Because an entire Egyptian army drowned in a foot of water. God is a miracle-working God. And so that principle, that crossing of the Red Sea, for so many of us, I think we all know about it, it represents our old lifestyle. It represents, you know, letting go of the past and moving into newness of life, walking with Jesus. And many of us have had to do that. We've had to let go of some of the past things, some of the old lifestyles that we were so accustomed to. We've had to let that go in order to pursue Jesus in our lives because that's the only way that we can actually experience the life of God in us. 
And as you walk through at one point, maybe you got baptized, you went through that body of water. You, got, you let go of the old nature and embarked into a new nature of following Jesus with all your heart. That's the Red Sea experience. That's before you were a believer. But now there's a new experience that takes place in Joshua chapter 3. God visited Joshua and told Joshua, I want you to know something. I want you to get ready. Consecrate yourself. Make yourself ready because I am going to come. And tomorrow I am going to do great and mighty things that you have never seen and experienced before. That is powerful. And so in chapter 3, God tells uh, Joshua to get the, the Levites ready, the priests ready, to take the Ark of the, uh, uh, the Covenant. And he told them that as soon as the, the priests would set foot in the water, that the waters would part. And you know, it also makes a little comment just at the beginning of that chapter. It says that the river banks of the Jordan River were overflowing because it was the season where the water levels were rising. So this wasn't just a little thing. This was a rushing river. But as soon as the priests put their foot in the water with the Ark of the Covenant, the Bible says that the waters parted. To the left and to the right. And the entire uh, people of Israel crossed over the Jordan River to the other side. When they crossed to the other side, the Bible says that Joshua told each representative of the tribe, of the, of the 12 tribes, to go in the middle of the river and grab a stone. And that would be a stone of remembrance that they would remember. They would never forget what God had done for them as they crossed the river. Isn't that powerful? You know, today we have built a, an altar of stones of remembrance as you have heard people share what God has done for them in their lives, both here and outside, as God is working through them. But there's something more. God wants to do more. You know, the Jordan River crossing is, for many of us, represents the, the believer's journey into the next level, the next layer of what God wants to do in us. And so, what we're going to do today, and I'm, I'm going to ask you shortly to come and symbolically, we're going to do something. Come with your children, come everybody. We're going to come, come around this side and literally cross over from the old into the new. Into the land of pomegranates and pears and honey and almonds and all good stuff. And then what we want you to do, you and may have noticed the table and paper that we have on the wall. And we have something that we've written there. What is God showing you for 2022? Has God spoken to you something? Has God been, you know what, we have to be intentional. You say, why is that so important? You know, in uh, Proverbs, I think chapter 25 
It talks about that it's the glory of God to conceal things and the glory of kings to find it, to discover it. In other words, it's, it's our job to discover what God has in store for us. It's up to us to dig and to find and to look for the treasures that God has in store for us. You know what? We can look at all the prophetic utterances that everyone has spoken so far this year. That God's going to do this in 2022. God is going to do that in 2022. I want to ask you, what has God told you that God is going to do in you in 2022? That is what you need to find out. So I'm going to ask Aaron to come again and just sing that song that, by the way, in case you did not, you probably didn't know this, but he actually wrote that song. My, that simple love song, Daily Devotion. It's powerful. And um, as he sings that song, uh, I want us to, to just take a moment to Gather yourself on this side. I know that we're kind of like going past our usual time, but come on this side, cross over, go to the other side, and if God has given you a word, God has given you a scripture verse, God has um, perhaps, uh, uh, there's something that you're praying for that you want God to do in your life, I want you to write that down. There's a bunch of markers there, just take one. And, um, and when you're done, you can put a layer right back on that board and just write what it is. There's plenty of room, so take the time to do that. Will you do that? Will you help us out today? You say, why is that important? Because we're going to go and revisit that. God willing in 2023. And we're going to look at what has God done. Because you know what? We forget that that wall of remembrance, the stones of remembrance were so that we would not forget. And we don't want to forget what God is speaking. And so we're going to do that. Why don't you start coming out? You can come out this way. Come on. Every little yearning led me to this nothing. Because now I choose. Now I choose. Is my very devotion simple love song poured out for you poured out for you this is my very devotion simple love song poured out for you poured out for you like an alabaster I want my life to be an alabaster jar Broken at your feet This is what I want my life to be This is my very devotion Simple love song Poured out for you Poured out for you This is my very Pour out for you, pour out for you like an alabaster. 
to bless what we give him right he takes what we give to him and he multiplies it and so our prayer today is that whatever you have put on that wall that God will bring it to pass in your life or that what you're seeking or perhaps the things that you have not yet achieved that God will bring that to pass in your life and I ask Kathy to close us in prayer just to pray over every word every thought every verse every thing that has been written down that God will just anoint it and bless it and bless each family here at MCC Father we're so grateful for these words that you've given us we thank you we say yes and amen Lord bring them into full fruition in your time and your perfect way lord we agree you are the giver of good gifts and we love you we serve you with joy we are free people we're not in egypt anymore lord we have symbolically crossed over today into the land of milk and honey the abundant life that you mean for us to have now not when we die but now so lord Bless the leadership of this church. Bless the people of this church. Bless the worship leaders and, and instruments and every single thing, top to bottom, side to side. We bless Mission Community Church. And we agree and we want to participate and partake of every single word that's on this board. Lord, believing it wasn't just for us, it was for the body and beyond. We pray for the community of Charlotte that breakthrough, that revival, that there will be a true light coming into total darkness. Lord, we speak light over Charlotte. We speak health, blessing, finances, emotional wholeness. Lord, every good thing that you want for your people without spot or wrinkle, how can that even be? How is that even possible, Lord? It's your holy fire. So bring that holy fire now and do what you want to do in your people at MCC. In Jesus' name. Amen. Stretch your hand toward the wall and say, so be it. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys.